When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So, LA County officials are warning that this may be the worst mosquito season in years. Oh, my. That's right. Heavy rains have created ideal conditions for mosquito breeding. Peak season starts now in June and it lasts through October in LA County. Here are some things that you can do to prepare. Get rid of standing water around your home. Mm-hmm. That's like the main drop. Oh, big time. Yeah, right, yep. yeah. Bugs just love to fly around that. Yep. Avoid floral or fruity scented soaps. Mm-hmm. So nothing. I hope your new moisturizer doesn't have any floral scents to it. Kathy. No, it doesn't. But I do on occasion have this like man's body spray kind of a thing that I just go. And I just put it all over me. And I don't know. That might attract bugs. Well, you should keep that off if you want to, um, you know. Keep the mosquitoes away. Mm-hmm. Also, use a fan. Studies show that citronella candles don't do much to keep mosquitoes away, but try a fan instead. Also, wear long pants and sleeves that are loose-fitting. That's a good advice right there. That's and solid. If you do get bitten, yeah. um, use an ice pack and antihistamine cream. Not just keep, scratch the hell out right, of it? Right, oh. to keep it from itching. Yeah, scratching yeah. the hell out of it probably won't work. Let I me know the ice pack part. That's pretty... Uh, it's pretty good knowledge. You got to so, keep the swelling down. So let me tell you something. This is actually important because this whole mosquito thing. So I leave my door open at my house, like my back door. I leave it open because I don't have like a doggy door. I do too on my porch. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what happens is, is then the bugs fly in. Yep. Okay. So what I recently purchased on Amazon were these bug tennis rackets. Have you ever seen these things? Mm-hmm. No. The bug tennis rackets? My grandma loved those things when we went camping. George, you take these tennis rackets, right? Mm-hmm. And you have this little button and you swing it at the bug, and when it hits the bug, it goes... It like, zaps It them. zaps the bug. Oh, okay. And I got to tell you something. I leave the door open all day, every day, because I find it to be fun and entertaining to go tennis racket these little bugs. I love the sound. When you know you got Ew. them and you electrocuted them. Didn't you go like, oh, that was a big one. When yeah. Like really... You know? I love it. Ugh. I love tennis racketing those little bugs. You would, Cap. You should try these, George. <laughs> Seriously, it's I'll fun. buy one. I'll give Seriously, it a shot. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Can I get it on Amazon? Yeah, you buy them in pairs. Hmm. You buy okay. them in pairs, dude. You know what I was thinking about getting, Cappy, for my porch? They have these things on Amazon where it's like a screen that you like Velcro to your door, but the inside of it yes. is just puts together by magnets, so yep. the dog can walk, anyone, a dog, person, whatever, can walk right through it. Ooh. I was thinking about getting that. Mm. I got to do something, man. Yeah. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So a couple of things from the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Before Which, I just want you to know I'm in there. Just getting people are criticizing they're me. Saying they're saying you're not. I know. That not. was actually one of the things. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, so I'm here. Den Meow 5 and Big E, they're all saying that you're not really there. That I participate, but that you don't participate. I do participate. I like a lot of stuff. I retweet a lot of stuff. I comment yeah, on but things. You don't like you don't like write stuff. Like original content. Oh. Oh. Is what they're saying. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. Oh. Is that how people feel? I believe so. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here. I'm lurking at all times, just right. so you guys yeah, know. Lurking. Be you're careful. A, you're a lurker. Be careful. Yeah. I'm watching. 
I'm listening. I always feel like somebody's watching me. That's all but you it's got? just a privacy. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Is that how it goes? No? <laughs> Close enough. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I can't think of the next line. I have no privacy. I have no privacy. I need privacy? Yeah. Got the most important word. I said you were close. Yeah. Yeah. Who sings this song? Don't tell me. Okay. Give me a hint. It starts with an R. R. Kelly. <laughs> Out of all the people. I mean, that's the first one that came to mind. R. Wait. I thought this was Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> no. That's the only I'll part you, I know. I'll give you one more guess. Go ahead. Do you not? No, give me a hint. Right. Um... It's not this person, but the first part of the name, one word, is similar to arguably the most famous wrestler in the history of wrestling who happens to be an actor at the moment. Oh my God. Do you guys it's believe this hard. clue? Huh? Something, something hard. Rock something? Yeah. Yeah. Rock who? Rock, rock, newt, knee? <laughs> rock, newt, knee? <laughs> you mean newt, rock, knee is what you were trying to think of? <laughs> How are you Rockwell. Feeling today? Rockwell. Yeah. Rockwell. Yeah. Never have gotten Rockwell. Yeah. Would have had to have shazammed it. Yeah. You do do that. Rock Newtony. <laughs> anyway. Great coach back in the day. Speaking of coaches, yeah. Billy Democracy tweets in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on Billy Democracy. Says George's show with a bunch of O's. Right. Mike Malone. Michael. Okay. I know he wrote Mike. I'm not going to say Mike. Michael Malone causes fatigue on players. I played a pro sport. Doesn't work like it did 30 years ago. Um, he goes into not feeling, saying some stuff about Michael Porter Jr., about being a typical AAU type player, which I won't get into. But he says, last point, old school hardline coaches like Malone press and stress and get tight. That rubs off on players. It does. That's Doc's issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's kind of what I'm... Like saying we need to look out for. That's a, I, I would say that that last point is a perfect encapsulation of what I'm saying. It's just something to keep an eye on. Because I saw this with Avery Johnson in the 2006 finals where he got tight. And, and I like Avery. I worked with him at ESPN. But he, he kind of got tight on some stuff in that series. And then Riles just outcoached him in mm. a lot of ways. Um, and Dwayne Wade went nuts. But it... it I'm not saying like these two coaches. Remember when we did the the keys? I didn't think they were that far apart. There wasn't the big discrepancy like I thought with Missoula, um, though Missoula had the far more talented team. This is a lot closer, but I I just when I saw the reaction and then I called somebody who was who I knew would be in that locker room yesterday. Who was that? I can't tell you. Oh well, earlier you asked me to tell you my sources, but you didn't even say anything. Right. So I mean, just again, I, at some point maybe you'll trip up and tell me. So I asked this person, what was the locker room like? And then yeah. they told me those things I just told you. Yeah. That Porter Jr. didn't even, he just walked out and then Aaron Gordon has his hands buried in his, or head buried in his hands and then got up and left. Like, that's not good. Coaching George, especially young people today. Is hard. It is very, very difficult. Yeah. It really is. And if you're a, an old school mentality kind of guy, like I think Malone is, even though Michael Malone is not even 50 years old, 
You know, I'm not talking about a 70-year-old guy that says, well, back in my day, we were allowed to say things like that. Back in my day, we were allowed to touch people like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's like some 70-year-old, old-timer kind of basketball no, coach. No, he's not. He's not that. But he comes, or at least he comes across. He's, he's been around a long time. Yeah, he comes across as an old-school mentality well, guy. he's the son of a coach, yeah. right? Like, all that stuff. And I think he's got the right guy in Jokic who can, I, I this is my perception, I perceive that Jokic can handle a tough love kind of yeah, approach. Yeah, I don't think Jokic is the, is what I'm worried about. No. I, those other two guys I just mentioned. But what I'm getting at is, is that when your star player can handle it, then everybody else has to handle it. But it is hard to massage the egos of younger people today, I think. I think it's just much harder to, to deal with the egos of younger people today. I mean, I'm, that's not really based on any science or data. It's based on, like, my own experience. But we'll see. We'll see if what, what Michael Malone, the way he probably talked to his team based on the post-game press conference about no defense and no intensity and didn't even really show up, we'll see if that has a positive or negative impact. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what how it goes. And it, look, if they come out and blow the doors off them, which they're certainly capable of, right? Like, I think that if Denver wins games in this series, they will probably be comfortable. If Miami wins games, it'll probably be what they've done the, for the whole postseason, which is win nail biters. I guess what I'm most surprised at so far, at least through two games, is that Denver in game one, I think they scored 104 points in that game. And I, I, what did I say to you? I said, if you would have told Eric Spolster going into the game, they're only scoring 104. Yeah. He probably thought he wins that. He wins that game. Yeah, and the next game, the game last night, right. 108, right. and they do win that game. Yeah. So for the highest scoring offense, who you know going up against the Lakers, it was supposed to be offense versus defense, and offense won out yeah. very handily. And in this case, defense has played well. And I didn't know that Miami's defense was going to be able to do that, especially after game one. Well, I thought the Kevin Love move was brilliant. And people are going to look at the box score and say, ah, two of nine or whatever. He had 10 rebounds and played great defense. Okay. Lindsey's guy, Kevin Love. I like took the a salt, bunch of charges. I, I like the salt and pepper look too, by the way. He's old. Well, but I mean, like for me, just as an example, you know, the Mandy's coming up but on you're Saturday. you're not salt and pepper. Well. You like it, but you also won't go with it. Well, no, I'm I'm going to uh, get my hair dyed before the Mandy's. I was going to say, you are rocking salt and pepper right now. Yeah. I think that the decision why don't, made. Why would you dye your hair? Why do you dye your hair? I don't dye my hair. Come on. I don't. Come on. Look I at it. I dyed mine on Saturday. Kept you good. Look how. Come on. Look at it. I don't dye it. It's got. I mean, it's jet black. I don't dye it, though. That's, I have that's, one little white hair right that, here. That I is, hate you. That's all natural? Yes. I hate you. She Ask my you. wife. She hates you. I'm sorry. He yeah. hate me. By the way, uh, Clinton Yates has weighed in on the somebody's watching me conversation. Okay. And he sent me a text that uh, that song does feature vocals from brothers Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. How about that? Go. See, that's why you thought that. Yep. There you and go. it turns right. out it's Rockwell. Right. I wonder if Clinton knew that. Well, he sent me the whole synopsis of the, the song that says that it's by singer Rockwell, blah, 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 blah. And then it says it features guest vocals from brothers Michael Jackson and Jermaine uh, Jackson. Dead Meow 5 also mentions that Michael Jackson sings the hook but went uncredited. He did it as a favor to the Rockwell's dad who was some sort of uh, music executive. Oh, really? Yes. That's the only part I think I've heard is the hook. I don't remember any of the other part of the song, so that's probably why I thought that. Can we get back to the more important issue at hand here, please? Dying your hair? Correct. Mm. I mean, you. just go natural. No, I think even Rachel said last night, she's like, dude, it looks like you're wearing a yarmulke, a gray yarmulke on the top of your head. <laughs> Let me see. Turn around. Take a look. I think it looks good, man. 
Guys can rock the salt and pepper look. Dude, Girls, no. It looks good. Dyeing your hair Wait. can't be good, healthy for your hair. You don't think mm, so? It's not. I, I don't think. It's actually dead follicles, so I don't think it really does a whole lot. But speaking of girls rocking gray hair, there's recently a picture, I think it was like this week, of Jennifer Aniston with a little salt and pepper in her hair. And everyone's Let like, me see that picture. You go, girl. Let me Google see that it. picture. Just Google Jennifer Aniston gray hair. Because you know I love amazing. her. Yeah, just go, go just natural, bro. Amazing. I'm not going to. I wish I had a few gray hairs. Really? Yeah. Is this way you don't look like you're 22 years old? I mean, fresh I, don't, out of college? I don't look 22, but. You, dude, you go to high school right now. No, I can't. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, like, I would rock it, dude. Why not? I don't know why not. Maybe you could be my, like Clooney. You know, you're right. I, 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 you know, as a matter of fact, you know, now that you mention it, George Clooney and I do look a lot alike. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's not that much of a stretch. See, there you Poquito. go. Yeah. It's not yeah. that much of a stretch. The difference between me and George Clooney is this. Mm. The money. George Clooney showed up the to money. like an airplane hangar with like 20 the of women. his best friends. The and awards. He gave, and he gave everybody a million dollars in cash. The movies. Right. The stardom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me. The money. good looks. No, no. The looks are very similar. <laughs> no. The looks are very similar. The difference yeah. is George Clooney shows up with 20 of his buddies and gives everybody a million in cash. Yeah, you don't got I don't that. do that. Right. Yeah. I receive that. Like I would be one, one of the guys. guys. You're one of, right. I'd be part of the entourage, yeah. not the guy running the entourage. Yeah. Hey, coming up next. Ooh, you know, Jennifer, look at this picture. Oh, we've talked a lot about the Raiders and how this thing feels like a tank job, you know. And then there's all this crazy stuff going on with um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? So Lindsey booked Paul Gutierrez, mm-hmm. who's the longtime Raiders reporter for yep. ESPN. Yeah. And he's going to join us next. So I, we want to, if you want, if you love the Raiders, this is your chance to get some real deal info on what the hell's going on with them. Making a big left turn here. I like it. Yeah. A big left turn. Yeah. I, well, we've talked about them recently. Last week, we spent a couple of days talking about right? this situation. So we figured, why not get Paul on to talk about it? So he's going to join us in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, oh, this yeah. is like your song, Cappy. Wasn't me. That's right. That's true. Well, I'm playing this song because I went to a reggae club last night. Oh, really? It was playing. Yes. Sunday night is school night, huh? Yeah. And it was playing, and of course, everybody goes wild. But I actually read something really interesting about this song. People Magazine just interviewed Shaggy, and they asked Shaggy. him- Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah. The uh, singer. The I was going to say Moby, but go ahead. No. Anyways, so they were interviewing him, and they asked him, hey, you've been married 10 plus years, but do people assume- that you're a cheater based on this song. Wasn't me. And he goes, you clearly haven't heard the song correctly because it's not a cheating song. It's an anti-cheating song. And I said, mm, Wasn't me. 
Do you guys believe that? That it was a one me. Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He goes, you need to go and rehear the end of the song and get it because it was an anti-cheating. I'd have to go back and watch, read the lyrics, but we'll see. Um, That's why I picked the song. You know who was also saying wasn't me? Paul Gutierrez? No. Who? Jimmy Garoppolo, when they're asking about who's going to be the starting quarterback uh, for the Raiders this season. (laughs) Not me. Potentially. (laughs) Right. Um, So... Paul Gutierrez has covered the Raiders for a long time, joins us here, ESPN's own, here on Sedano and Cap on 710 here in L.A. So, Paul, thank you for taking the time. It's been a long time since we've had you on, so thank you. Um, All right, what the hell is going on with Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, It it wasn't me. I'll just say that. (laughs) (laughs) I had that prediction. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically what happened here, and and it depends upon which lens you're looking through, right? But at the end of the day, they basically signed a guy that was injured and needed surgery. And they're taking the the kind of the the mindset that it's not that big a deal. There's no surprises. We knew he was injured. Uh, We knew he was going to need some sort of surgery. And we're still anticipating him being ready for the start of the season. That is the glass half full uh, version of things. Mm -hmm. The doom and gloom, dogs and cats living together scenario is that the guy just isn't going to be ready. And they messed up by signing damaged goods. And they only have a fourth-round rookie and a 14-year veteran, Brian Hoyer, and they really don't know what they're doing. The truth, guys, as we always know, is somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. um, in terms of where the Raiders are looking at it right now. Josh McDaniels last week, he's kind of taking that Alfred E. Newman for a – uh, kind of point of view of uh, what me worry he, he says he has no no anxiety he's not anxious about this at all so that's kind of where we are right here and now all right but but hold on a second so <laughs> garoppolo last year for the niners wound up playing after trey lance got hurt and then yes. he, Garoppolo himself got hurt, which is how we, we learned of Brock Purdy unless of course you know you were scouting him back in his Iowa State days like some friends that I have. Um so, Paul, how come Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get fixed last year when he was with the Niners? That's one level of this. That's one layer of this onion, right? I mean, once you start peeling back these different layers, you start going, wait a minute. What, the four from the 49er perspective, at least with the, the story that was coming out of Santa Clara, was that he was working back at the Niners, got into the Super Bowl. They were actually hoping he could play for them. Now, when guys become free agents and they go out and take their different physicals and their different visits, different doctors are going to see different things. When Jimmy came to the Raiders, obviously there was something they didn't like, which is the reason they had him sign that waiver, which took the place of a physical, which, you know, legally you could say, well, he never failed a physical because this waiver takes the place of a physical. But then again, in the chicken and the egg world, which came first, did he fail a physical, so therefore he had to sign this waiver, or does the waiver take the place of it? It's strange. And then it all kind of goes back to the 49ers where – there was this sense that they kind of looked at him like he was this malingerer, that he, he was taking his sweet time getting back and getting ready and getting healthy. The Raiders' doctor saw something they obviously didn't like. He signed his contract. It took a day for him to be introduced, which was the first kind of sign there was something amiss with his with his health. And, um, you know, he has the surgery shortly thereafter. And here we are. We're, they're starting mandatory minicamp tomorrow. And uh, he's been in the building. He's been doing the classroom stuff. He just hasn't been out on the field. He's been meeting the guys. He's just not been cleared physically to go out there and do anything. So they they have kind of a timetable. Again, Josh McDaniel says he's not putting a, a date or a number on when he expects him to be there. But I asked him point blank when he said he has no um, anxiety. And I said, well, why don't you have any anxiety about this? And he said, because, well, he has a lot of good information that people tell him that it's going to be okay. Well, well, we'll check back in, I guess, when training camp starts or when the season starts to see if that's uh, well-founded or not. Mm. 
Hmm. All right, so I have speculated that the tank job is in place, okay? That uh, they're eyeing <laughs> Caleb, they're eyeing Drake May. You, as, as someone who's covered the NFL for a very long time, know that no NFL team is actually going to admit to that, although we clearly have seen teams try to accomplish it. Um, is this team that bad, potentially, if, if it was Brian Hoyer or one of these type of guys that, that would, or Aiden O'Connell or whatever, would have to be the quarterback? Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is they've got weapons all over the place offensively anyway. I mean, you know, they've got an all first-team all-pro receiver, the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, in Devontae Adams. they got the first-team all-pro running back who led the, the league in rushing, the first Raider to lead the league in rushing since Marcus Allen did it for the L.A. Raiders back in 85. Uh, the offensive line has improved. Um, you know, they, they've drafted uh, a stud at tight end out of Notre Dame and Michael Mayer. Uh, you know, defensively, they're dealing with another situation there. They drafted a guy who's coming off foot surgery there, too, uh, in Tyree Wilson from, uh, from Texas Tech. So they, they've got individual pieces. It's just kind of strange how they're trying to put this new vision together. And, and that was the thing, is that when they moved on from Gruden and Rich Basaccia and hired Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler to be coming to be the, the GM, it was kind of looked at, okay, how much how, how much uh, rope are they going to give these guys? You know, and and in my conversations with people in the organization, they they're, they're operating with a lot of security. So tank job, I don't know if they would say that, but they don't really. They obviously want to win and they want to win now, but I don't think that seat's getting hot anytime soon unless just something colossally embarrassing happens. Really, right? And Paul Gutierrez, who covers the Raiders for us here at ESPN, joining us here now on Seven Ten ESPN, and that's kind of my reasoning for it, right? Like if you if you've got that kind of security and you have this terrible season because the quarterback situation is a disaster. Um, that's like the perfect opportunity to land, potentially. I think Caleb Williams is a once-in-a-generational type quarterback. Drake May, I think, is very good. I don't know if he's as good as Caleb. Um, but, like, you get that. Let's say Caleb is the guy. They're the worst record in the team. All of a sudden, you're at least in a situation where you could have a guy for a decade-plus and you don't have the worst quarterback situation in your division, right? Like, I think that with Patrick Mahomes there, you go, you're going to need to solidify that position in a way to make you competitive, right? No doubt. No doubt. And that's the thing. It's a quarterback-driven league. And, and, and the other thing to think about, too, is w- whatever quarterback you're getting, if you get guys that are still on their rookie contracts, then you can address other holes and needs throughout the rest of the roster. It, it's tough because they do have – they do have some shining stars throughout the roster on, on both sides of the ball, really. Max Crosby at defensive end. Chandler Jones kind of had a little bit of a resurgence towards the end of the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's on the, the other side of 30, and he showed up to OTAs very, very lean. Um, but, but, you know, that, that's the strange thing. I mean, you did have a lot of pro bowlers from a team that only went 6-11 and 11 last year. So the talent is there. So does it mean it's the coaching? Does it mean it's just bad luck? I mean, the year before, guys, they, they go to the playoffs. And they really had no business being in the playoffs after everything, all the adversity, the the self-inflicted uh, wounds they gave themselves. And yet they won 10 games and went to the playoffs. Everything that could go right did go right. Last year it was the exact opposite. The pendulum swung the other way. So I think they're just kind of looking for, for some something right down the middle to just go out there and play ball and see if this vision of what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler want to put on the field actually works, not only in the division, but – uh, for the future of this franchise going forward. Hey, Paul, do you um you follow Tom Brady on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you see what Tom Brady did this weekend? Uh, you know what? You got to refresh me, though. Okay. He had his family, his kids, at Disneyland. Okay. Okay. So where am I going with this? Tom Brady is getting in as much dad time and as much family oh, time for the love as of he God. can. 
And if Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> just hear me out, if Jimmy Garoppolo's contract gets voided, are the Raiders going to do what George suggests, which is tank and really use Brian Hoyer, longtime veteran player, maybe even a competent backup guy? Or would the Raiders and Josh McDaniels and the whole Patriots West try and make a move for Brady for one year? I... Uh... This is the thing. Is he put out that statement late last week, right? That that he's retired, he's done. He's a little, I'm like, look, man, Michael Jordan retired and unretired twice, and he's already retired and unretired once himself. There's been weirder things, and I know that that you know they've reached, he's reached an agreement to try to buy into the Raiders a little bit, and a lot of people say there's no way an owner cannot. They have that. He's not even an owner yet. That that vote's not even going to happen until October anyway. There are stranger things. I've covered this team in one way or another since 2005 as a, as a quote-unquote professional. I was going to L.A. Raider games when I was in junior college in Barstow back in the late 80s, early 90s. I've seen a lot of strange things. Tom Brady playing quarterback for the Raiders this year would maybe be top five. Because it's not that shocking to me. It's not that shocking. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I've seen enough weird things around this franchise that I'll be like, eh, okay, yeah, Tom Brady. The guy that, that was at the center of the play – that, that, you know, sparked their downfall, mm-hmm. the, the tuck rule, and launched the Patriots and him into the stratosphere would not shock me any more than, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, Franco Harris playing running back for them either because he was the author of the Immaculate Reception. It's just right. strange things happen in this with this franchise, and, and I'm here for it. <laughs> me too. Yeah, seriously. You've been there for a lot of it, so yeah, you would too. know best. Uh, Paul Gutierrez covers the Raiders for ESPN, does a phenomenal job. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Always, guys. Uh, and remember, I, I saw not only Todd Marinovich's debut with the Raiders, but also Jamarcus Russell's, and that was me. Wow. That oh, was there you. it is. That All was right. you. There he goes, Paul Gutierrez. So right there. So a you long dismount. time doing right a phenomenal there. job covering that team. It's very good. All right, let's uh, let's get to big deal or no deal, and then we could tackle some of what Paul had to say. Also, let's kind of revisit what McMiniman had to say about the Kyrie stuff and the Anthony Davis stuff. Anthony Davis, for those who don't know, is eligible for an extension uh, in August, so we'll kind of recap everything before we get to dealer's choice. But big deal or no deal is next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, guys, so, Cappy, your ex-BFF, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, remember when you were BFFs with Canelo yeah. for five minutes? God, it was a nice it thing. It was a nice thing. I screwed that whole thing up. You talked about it on the air. Well, you see, this thing. is why I say you're reckless. I know. I talked. I did. I screwed the whole thing up. Yeah. You yeah. had such an in. Right. And the champ wasn't even mad at me. It was the champ's like guy. valet guy. Not valet guy. Guy. Valet guy. 
Okay, well, this is why you messed up because <laughs> they're like Canelo bleepity bleep is talking too much crap about everything we got going on behind the scenes. Yeah, just like you said earlier. Gonna, reckless. Gonna get people fired over here. Gutless and reckless. Again, compliment both. So Canelo has reckless. reportedly been presented with an offer in the $50 million range to fight unbeaten interim WBC champion David Benavides. And Alvarez Benavides fight would be a significant match given Canelo's overall popularity and the interest in both fighters from the Mexican and Mexican American communities. Both fighters scored dominant wins in their last outing. Canelo, of course, is coming off his one-sided unanimous decision victory over John Ryder back in May. And Benavidez had his biggest victory back in March with his decision over Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Would Canelo versus Benavidez be a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I mean, based on everything you just gave me, I mean, yeah, it's a big fight. Really big fight. And $50 million, too. $50 million bucks. It's a lot of golf lessons that the champ could take. You know, it's, a lot of blackjack he could play too. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, me personally, I don't know anything about that. I've never seen such a thing. <laughs> of course I not. I don't discuss that. Of course not. You know, yeah, it sounds like a huge deal. Now, the other, the other champ. What is his Benavides? Um, ben, what is his like specific weight class that he's like one sixty eight? One sixty eight, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. where would he he would come down to? I think they would fight at one sixty eight. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Um, Benavidez Sr., the dad who trains him, says that Canelo doesn't want to do the right thing by facing his son because that would enable his son to beat him and pass the torch, basically. That it'd be the fight that everyone would want to see and that Canelo's hogging the limelight for as long as he can. Well, that's why I'm saying it would be a big deal. Because if he says yes to the fight, it's a really big deal. Because if he loses Canelo, that's exactly right. He is handing off. And if he wins... He still got it. Right. And Senior also said that Canelo's going to have regrets for the remainder of his life if he bows out of the fight without facing him because Benavidez is 27-0 with 23 KOs. Um, and he's just like saying, like, why wouldn't you make the fight that people want to see? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to turn down that money, especially if he likes blackjack. It would be... Well, but you could you could actually you could get a fight if you're Canelo for thirty five or forty million probably, and not have to face somebody that could potentially well, beat you. And this is the politics of fighting too, like of boxing, because like the WBC in theory should force Canelo to have to fight him. The kid's twenty seven and zero with twenty three KOs, mm-hmm. right? But they're not doing anybody any favors either. But two fights ago, Canelo lost, as I recall, yeah, in a fight that he was expected to win, as I again as I recall, and. Um, so I, I don't know if Canelo's into taking risks now. I, Most older fighters are not. Well, what would you say, Cappy, since the two of you were such good friends? Did, yeah. you, did he seem like a risk taker back then when you were buddies? Back then, a couple years ago, there might have been a little mo- bit more. Since then, there, I, I do believe there was an injury and a rehab. Well, yeah, he had surgery. And, and then another fight that he just won. And if I were Canelo, I don't care what... This guy's father says, I'm trying to make as much money as I can while I can still fight. I don't know if I'm looking to take risks, you know, because if you lose this fight, you may no longer be the pay-per-view uh, draw that you that you currently are. Hmm. I'm going big deal. Okay. I think it's a big deal, and I would definitely pay to see that fight. All right. Director Christopher Nolan... Uh, is one of many moviegoers who puts a fair amount of thought into picking the perfect place to sit while he's watching a movie in a theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, oh, as in the actual theater, like what angle he wants to watch yes. it? Yes. Oh, in, okay. In a recent I, have, interview, I love Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, he's fan? great. He, yeah, I aren't you? Tenet, even though it was super um, weird, I liked I, it. I have been hearing about this new movie, Oppenheimer. Yeah. It does sound, like, interesting. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you've has... seen it already, Laura? Well, no, I saw the yet. trailer. No, the trailer. That oh. was great. Yeah. But I mean, he did the Dark Knight movies, Inception, Tenet. You watched Tenet? No, yeah. but I have seen Inception. That's a good movie. Tenet was really You weird. liked Inception? Yeah. You were able to follow it? <laughs> I mean, I, I only saw it once, but I remember watching it going, I like this movie. It's a good movie. I mean, I'm just saying because it's not like the easiest movie to follow. I, I mean, if you said to me, like tell me the times. plot, I'm like, I don't know what the plot was. Yeah. So I guess I don't watch I didn't. I, maybe I didn't really they're, ingest it. Yeah. They're no, incepting. I didn't really take each, to it. Each other's minds. They're oh. doing a heist. And, yeah. I don't know. I found it entertaining at the time. Tenet is fantastic, too. Tenet's even way more confusing than You have than to watch that at least twice. Yeah. So like, what's Oppenheimer's so good, deal though. in the theater? What's okay, well, not Oppenheimer's name. is Christopher oh. Nolan. Oh, what's Nolan's deal? Um, so in a recent <laughs> interview with the AP, yeah. he said, quote, when I'm in a theater, that cinemascope ratio, I like to be right near the front, middle of the third row. When I'm in an IMAX stadium, then I like to be a little bit behind the center line, right up the middle, a little bit further back. Where is your perfect movie theater seat? So I like to be in at least the middle. And like, I, I like being near the aisle. Like I like being, cause I like to weave in and out. Like if I get hungry, or if I go to the bathroom, I don't want to step over anyone or anything. I just want to be on the last seat at the end of the aisle. Uh, but in the, in the, usually around the middle or upper or higher, middle or higher, but middle is usually where I like to be at the end, one side or the other, left or right. So I, if you're looking at the screen in any movie theater, I want to be in the last row on the left side on the aisle seat. You, can you follow what I'm saying? One more time. You're, looking at, the, you're looking at the screen. Right. You're there's in the th- last row. You're, you're looking at the screen. The wall's behind you. And there's a right side, a middle side, and a left side. Yeah. I want to be in the last row on the aisle on the left side looking at the screen. Last row in the aisle on the left side. Mm-hmm. Now the aisle. All right, so the aisle, right? So the first seat on the left side. Right. Which in really is when you row. walk into the theater is the right side, mm-hmm. not the, the left side of your face in the screen. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I'm a little paranoid in theaters, truth be told. Uh, I'm a little paranoid. And so I want to be in the far back so that if anything goes down, I'm in position to halt any anything bad that could go down. See what I'm saying? Why would you? Why? why would you be in the back? Why would you? How would you be able to halt anything? Well, then if they come in through the back, I take them down. Right, but isn't there like a wall behind you? Well, I'm keeping my eyes. On, I'm keeping my head on a swivel the entire why time. Why are you worried about there being an issue at the movie theater? I mean, there have been in the past. So I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. most theaters don't have doors in the back. Though. Right, most of them now are stadium seating. Yeah, it's stadium and it's just seating. a wall behind you. And it's two openings, and it's just on the bottom. Right, mm-hmm. they're not not. So there, you would not be able to play superhero. I, I would not be able to thwart off. Are you Anybody? okay? Do you yeah, no, I'm water? fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be able to thwart off any sort of bad guy. <laughs> what happened? There? I don't know. It's like choked on an almond or something. I don't know. Just lying to you. Know. You know. Um, but I will say this: I have to sit in the last row on the left side. Okay. I can't sit in the front. I can't sit in the middle. I can't have people around me with their hairy arms touching my arms. I can't have that. You know what, what you, you do? Just buy the seat. I, like what we do is we'll buy our seats, and mm-hmm. if we really don't want people around us, we'll buy the two other seats on the. Cappy's not doing that. He's too cheap to yeah, buy. I'm not extra buying extra seats, seats from, yeah. that I'm not using. No Why way. would I do that? No I like comfort. I'm not gonna. Come on, you buy extra seats now? Do I you mean, go I to don't. stadium seating? Uh, yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. I feel like you'd be like cheap and want to do like the dollar movie or something. Like six weeks later when they come out. Well, I mean, I don't really go to the movies that often. Well, that's true, too. But when I do go to the movies, I always go to these, like, you know, whatever, these ultra theater. And I say ultra, I don't mean the brand. I mean, like, like, fancy theater. Yeah. 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 Draft House here in downtown, Mm -hmm. amazing, because it's, like, comfortable. It reclines. They serve you. Reclining is key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's 20 bucks. Not bad. 
speaking, 20 bucks is good. Speaking of uh, discounted tickets, Cappy, for the movies, this was not my next one. But I did see something that AMC is going to be doing this like summer movie camp program again. I think they did it last year or the year before. Um where they're going to have like each week throughout the summer, they're going to have a different movie that's like three bucks. So they're going to have like Minions, The Rise of Gru, Paw Patrol the movie, Kung Fu Panda. Paw Patrol Mummies. the movie. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, Shrek <laughs> 2, The Croods. Like, it's, not, it's obviously for kids, but all summer long, if you want to uh, save some money and go to the movies, Cap, there you go. There yeah. you go, Cappy. Nah, I, I will go infrequently enough that I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Right. You went to see Air? I saw Air, but I saw it on, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in my house. That, that showed up on Prime real quick, by the yeah. way. It was really good, though. Yeah, it is good. It was hey, a good movie. Hey, shout out to Ben Affleck. I know he's a big, big, big 710 listener. Yeah. And shout out to Matt Damon, also a monster 710 listener. Are they? As far as I know. Oh. And uh, both of the, I thought both of them were great mm. in the movie. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy movie, if you haven't seen it. Do yourself a favor. Go see it. It's great. Okay. I loved it. I heard somebody told me today the new Spider-Man, which is oh like animated. Oh my God, animated. the multiverse? Yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, the, it's the animated. It's very good. The so ori- good. The, the previous one, um, which was um, Into the Spider-Verse, was the mm-hmm. one before it. Right? So it, it was great. It was because uh, the Spider-Man is a, is a Puerto Rican kid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Morales? Something Morales, Morales, yeah. What's the first name? I just know Morales. Yeah, Morales is the last name. Chris? No. no. Oh, not Chris Morales? I want to say Max Morales? Maybe. My brother, sh- I would text. Um, but I've, I haven't seen either, but I've heard they are excellent movies. I get so confused by all those superhero movies. Yeah. Like, I don't Yeah, but who? everybody knows the Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, but like, no, there's like sword. seven different Spider-Man Right, movies. there was Tobey Maguire, and then there was the kid, Tom Andrew Holland Garfinkel. And... But it, they're so good. Tom Holland. I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot so of different good. ones. It's hard to like keep track of what's what. I like that first one, the Tobey Maguire, the original. Yeah. That was good. With Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I like her. She's. I like her too. I'm She's like great. really into her. I like her. <laughs> I like I mean, her. Why do you always sexualize it? I mean, it's not sexuality. <laughs> he sounds so creepy. I mean, why? I mean, I find so her to be like super hot. So into her. So like, yeah. So hot. Like Jennifer Aniston. You know, maybe I may run. I may run into Jennifer Aniston tonight. Yeah. With Tim Cook while you go golfing later? Well, I, by the way, don't be surprised if I wind up finding myself running into Tim Cook tonight as well. Okay. I mean, when I. I where I'm going tonight? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Now that I live in downtown LA, right? Know, I mean, I was just gonna make a joke, but I'm not gonna make it. Someone, uh, j- oh, Dead Me Out Five just tweeted. Of course, Canelo used to take more risks back then. He did let Cappy into his inner circle. That's right. He <laughs> did. That was a good one. He did let me in. Didn't last long. All right, that is big deal or no deal. Each and every day at around six thirty. Coming up next, we get dealer's choice, but also let's tackle what Paul Gutierrez said about the Raiders situation and kind of a quick look back at what McMinniman said earlier uh, about Kyrie and potentially Anthony Davis and this long-term extension that could be due this summer. All that coming up next. What are you alluding to, sir? You know that according to uh, Google, the story behind this this song by Elvis, Hound Dog. Mm. That it was slang for a cheap gigolo. A hound dog. Yeah. Yeah, like you didn't think that he was actually talking about the canine no, in no, particular, no. did you? But I didn't realize the cheap part of it. I mean... A hound dog. Yeah. Are you a hound dog? I have been a hound dog. Mm. I'm not currently in hound dog status. Right. You? You're just maybe in hound, not dog? Because the cheap part, maybe? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more in the dog and less in the hound. Okay. I think. Hmm. Have you been a hound dog? No. Never ever? No, bro. I ain't got no time to be a hound dog anymore. Oh, back in the day, though, before you were uh, married. I Come mean, on. I was never a cheap person, though. So cheap gigolo, no. 
But Gigolo? Oh, sure. Everybody okay, was at just, some point. I want to make sure I understood. Yeah. Kind of like David Lee Roth. I'm just a Gigolo. Everywhere I go, people start to do beep a deep bop. I mean, that's not exactly I how it goes. Every day. <laughs> there will come a day when truth will pass us by. What will they say about me? When the end comes, I know that I'm just a gigolo. Life goes on without me. See, I caught up. Look at you. Yeah, I got caught up mm-hmm. a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had Dave McMiniman on earlier, and we had McMiniman. Paul Gutierrez a little while ago uh, to talk about the Lakers and the Raiders, obviously, separately. Uh, with McMiniman, is the first cut the Kyrie thing? No, it's the Anthony Davis thing. So he basically, with the Kyrie thing, he said kind of like what we talked about, which is just it's a bunch of nonsense. Like, it's not happening. Like, LeBron's not going to Dallas. Like, whatever. But there's been a lot of chatter today on ESPN and the family of networks mm-hmm. about Anthony Davis's extension, right? On Get Up, on First Take, on all these shows. Because Brian Windhorst brought up that the extension can be signed in August. And do the Lakers do that? Do they consider doing that? What are the pot- possibilities of that happening? Uh, especially with LeBron James's current situation. So here's what Dave said. Well, I mean, certainly the, the Lakers thinking ever since they acquired Anthony Davis is it's an Anthony Davis-LeBron James combo deal. And uh, with LeBron James only under contract for sure for another year with a player option the following year, and with him opening, openly contemplating retirement at this stage of his career, uh, as great as Anthony Davis is, and I really think he's a great player, and I think he reproved himself to a lot of people outside in the basketball world, but also inside the building in El Segundo uh, with his efforts this past year, especially coming back from that foot injury. But it, it, you just don't do it. Uh, you play out this year with him. You see where things stand with him and LeBron. Um, you know, obviously, then you risk the second year he has left. Uh, he, he could opt out and, and leave as free agent. But listen, uh, I've said this many times. The best thing about the Lakers trade for Dwight Howard was not re-signing Andrew Bynum to a long-term deal <laughs> and, and not getting anything out of it. And, you know, you hope that Anthony Davis stays healthy and, and you get the best out of him next year. But – I don't think – I just don't think they're going to be in the position to be interested in a long-term extension for him this summer. I thought – I thought that was a really interesting answer because I think that – says they're going to let it play out. Right. I, but it, it just kind of goes to show you, George, that if what Dave says is right and he's as close to the Lakers as any media member that I can really think of, you know, if what he says is right – it just kind of sounds like the Lakers don't really intend to give Anthony Davis this long-term deal in August. I, I'm guessing for two reasons. One, because they're not quite sure if he can stay healthy. And two, because they're not quite sure that if LeBron's not there, Anthony Davis has, I'm going to put this in quotes, what it takes to be a number one organizational leader. Does that make sense? When I say organizational yeah, leader, I, I think it also would depend on what's available to them to pair with Anthony Davis. So they're going to take a wait and see approach, and they would still have the ability to come over the top because they would have his bird rights. I guess what I'm I'm wondering they're is, always going to be able to pay him more than the next team. So there's that. I guess, what I'm wondering though is is if I'm in Rob Palinka's position, am I willing to take the risk that 
in the post-LeBron Lakers world, if Anthony Davis were my number one guy, your whole point about pairing him up with somebody is fine. I'm just saying that it's it's theoretical because we don't have that person yet. But would I trust that Anthony Davis could A, stay healthy, and B, has the personality for what it takes to be the true leader of the team? And I'm not sure yet. And, and if I'm Rob Polink, I'm not sure yet. And even me, when I'm not Rob Polink, I'm not sure yet. Right. Are you sure? I'm not. Yeah. And and if you're not sold like that, then that's probably why Dave is right. Yeah, I think you again, if you're the Lakers, you don't have to rush into the Anthony Davis stuff. He's not LeBron, okay? Like LeBron, you had to get that deal done because that's the deal you made, right? LeBron is the centerpiece. And even though he's not the best player anymore, he's the most influential player, right? Let's call it um, an important player. So I think that with Anthony Davis, you could take a different tact, which is still two years out. You don't have to do it. You could do it as early as August, but you don't have to do it as early as August because worst case scenario, you still control the ability to pay him more than anyone else. Right. You, if, if you're not forced to do it now, don't do it now. Right. Um, now, we also have Dave on Kyrie now. All right, let me hear what Dave said on Kyrie, which is basically this is a bunch of malarkey. This is a non-story. Uh, if LeBron James had a different contract situation, perhaps we could begin to get into it. But it's important to, by, by me saying a non-story, of course, the athletic Bleacher Report, they're not making up what they're printing. But what they are being told uh, from clearly, this is not coming from LeBron James's side of things. This is this is a one man operation. This is from the Kyrie Irving camp, and when that information gets disseminated, there's no but what about LeBron's contract? Or, <laughs> well, LeBron has to ask for a, a buyout. That's asinine. This isn't going to go anywhere. Um, but but clearly, um, you know, people who are close to Kyrie Irving. Uh, want this out there for a reason and that reason hasn't shown itself quite yet so all right nothing burger and with paul gutierrez he basically told us that this jimmy garoppolo thing is i guess still unsettled is probably the best way to describe it it just seems like the raiders don't really know if i'm it actually kind of surprises me like if a guy comes to you and you don't clear him but yet you sign him and what we all didn't know until about a week ago was this this waiver that they put in. Mm-hmm. Why are the Raiders satisfied, if you will, with who they have on their roster at quarterback behind Garoppolo? Because they're tanking, bro. I don't know, man. They're tanking. They want Caleb. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Thank you, Laura. Nice job, Laura. Um, they're tanking. And I would tank, too, for Caleb if I were them. Because you got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in your division. Yeah, and you're and you're trying to find a quarterback that can compete with those two guys. Because as Denver has found out, Russell Wilson, at least through year one, he ain't that guy anymore. Yeah, we're about to find out if year two can change that. All right, dealer's choice. Two minutes. Go. Is it possible that tonight I have a chance encounter with Jennifer Aniston? No. I mean, it's L.A. You might. Now, why no. do you jump to the conclusion? Of no. Because it's you. I love you, but no. There's no chance. If I tell you where I'm going to go have I mean, dinner. It's LA. Right. Of course okay, there's a okay. chance. Right. Where's, where are you going? If I tell you where I'm going to go, because I'm going to go to a fancy dinner tonight. In Beverly Hills. Yes. Okay. Now, you know. You dress like that? 
well, I got, I'm going to go put on something okay, else. Good. But I didn't. Re- but I really did not intend to go to such a fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. I was hoping we were going to go for a more casual dinner. Wearing, well, I'm going to go change. I'm going to go change. Oh, I was going to say. I'm wearing jeans. Right. I, you can get away with jeans on a Monday night in a fancy I, restaurant, no, can't jeans, you? Jeans, yeah, but that T-shirt. No, but I'm going to put that on something. Okay, on the vase, please. It's like faded, you know? No, it's not. This thing's like brand new. Where are you new. going? Uh, Craig's. Mm. Oh, in West with Hollywood? Who? Oh, have the chicken parm, bro. I know. I was thinking oh, I was... Oh, here's a secret menu item. Have the chicken parm. Say hello to your mother for me. That's funny. How about the vegan chicken parm? The chicken parm pizza. The chicken parm pizza. Off the menu. Okay. Tell, See if they got it on the secret menu. Okay. Chicken parm pizza. Haven't been to Craig's in a long time. You're going to go there. You're gonna, wait, are you going to wave at the paparazzi, the TMZ that's standing there? Probably based on who I'm going in with. Oh. Mm. I would think. I would who are think, you going with? Tim you know, Cook. You know how, how I screwed up this whole uh, Canelo Alvarez thing? Yep. Mm. I don't want to screw this up yet. Okay. Yet. I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be reckless. I mean, thankfully, it's about time. It only took you three hours, you know? two hours and 57 minutes. I don't want to be reckless here, you know, and get George fired. No. Mm-hmm. He's got a family. This would get you fired. Is it McMiniman? No chance. Huh? No. <laughs> you did invite him to the Mandy's. I did, and he took me up on it, and now I'm screwed. Because I don't have a ticket for him. It was just, just sort of a public, you know, thing. It was like a. This is what you do. Yeah. You put yourself in these binds. You got any extra tickets? Nope. You, Laura? Quit my bro. I'm nobody. Excellent work, reckless, gutless, Cappy. That's right. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. Alan Sliwa, Slee on the spot. Lakers talk is coming up next. Stay tuned here to 710 ESPN. We'll talk to you tomorrow.